Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for the Bears Podcast with Mike Prasnowski and Mike Pusateri. And, uh, guys, things are looking, well, not exactly up, but uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Overall doing well, but uh, you said it not looking exactly up. You know that old saying of, it's always darkest before the dawn? Well, maybe that little glimmer of light that, you know, the game against the Commanders was was the little glimmer of light you see before total darkness. Nothing's going to stop us now. Woo! Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, as always, you can find the podcast and the newsletter at punsexercise.com. Um, the, the mics more than happy to let them plug whatever but you can also find their information attached to this post where you can find their socials and and all that interesting stuff um you know it's a bad sign when during a game you are like going to twitter and looking up dr david chow (laughs) injury expert see if he has seen the replay of your quarterback's injury so he can give a half-assed internet diagnosis um, he was nowhere to be seen. I don't know if you noticed this. He was, he was incommunicado. Later that uh-huh. afternoon, he finally t- he 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 tweeted out a video of where he had been. It was a video was of a bunch of like um, he married he remarried late in life and he has young kids, and it was a bunch of like junior high girls jumping up and and it, clearly in a movie theater watching the Taylor Swift concert movie. Yeah, mm. that's where he had been. And um, so we had gotten, you know, relatively good news at that point about Bears quarterback Justin Fields. And, uh, you know, he, he, he dislocated his thumb, but he put it back himself. And then x-rays were were negative. And Chow was like, well, it depends where it dislocated. If it dislocated on his first knuckle and he put it back in, that's probably not a big deal. It's probably just really sore. If he dislocated it down, um, you know, down at the base of the thumb... There's almost zero chance he didn't tear a ligament. Mm-hmm. And then he found a picture of Justin. I don't know where he gets these. It was from the TV thing of Justin, like, snip, trying to push his thumb back in at the base of the thumb. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so apparently... Is there the, ever... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll just get a quick aside. Has there ever been an x-ray taken of a of a Cubs or Bears player that hasn't come back negative, like in history. Well, yeah, it's Jay, always negative. Jay, when he busted his thumb on the helmet, we knew that right away. Okay. Well, they only x-ray the to x-rays. see. The x-ray was just to see if he broke his thumb. Yeah. And then they have to do the MRI to see if he tore a ligament. And right. then apparently. That's my point. Nothing matters until they get the MRI. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the MRI may be really injured. Yeah. Um, and then the problem they said with the MRI is that it's so swollen right now. That right. it's really hard right. to get a good look, which is why right. he's, you know, because they can put him on the injury list for four weeks. You know, he doesn't have to be out for the season anymore, and they haven't put it on him. They haven't put him on it yet because they're holding out hope that they look at it and it's not nothing is terribly torn. But the fact that they signed another quarterback today. Oh, the the great <laughs> Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. Oh, Trace McSorley. I didn't oh yeah. That. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, Nate's oh, already. Yeah. He's back. He was back last week. He was the emergency quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I got yeah, Trace no. McSorley, too. So that kind of leads you to, I mean, that's a big hint that the Bears are like, yeah, this is, 
This ain't a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the other hand, when a Trace McSorley is available, that's true. you just that got, you got to snap him up. You can't <laughs> let, you can't let him just you know. So stay last, out there. last year the uh, in season uh, hard knocks or was it two years ago? Yeah, last year it was the Cardinals, and uh, Trace was a backup quarterback for the Cardinals. You know, after then Kyler got hurt, and then um, they had the great Colt McCoy, and they were mm-hmm. trying to you know sneak into the playoffs. They think I don't remember. But uh, Colt got hurt, and Trace had to play. And um, so they showed his dad. Oh, no. Who? Um, Taylor McGregor there? He looks, yeah, Taylor was there. <laughs> and uh, his dad is uh, as wide as he is tall. He's like a, you know, he's a brick. His head is, you know, a complete square. And all I could think of when I saw <laughs> they signed him is, oh, we have got, there's, there's got to be some kind of feats of strength competition between Tyson Bajant's arm wrestle arm wrestler dad and uh, and Trace McSorley's never gets out of the weight room dad. So I want yeah. to see those two like trying to see how far they can throw a refrigerator and maybe even William Perry could be fine. Well, maybe for Festivus, <laughs> the the feats of strength. Yeah, that could that could be the matchup. Yeah. Well, let's get let's get on that Bears marketing team. I mean, that should be the halftime show. Yeah. Um, you know, Red Panda. She she doesn't do football, right? I mean, she can't be. You know, trying to stack cups on that bike. So right. get those guys instead. I mean, everybody <laughs> loves the Frisbee dogs. That's fun. That's this could fun. be even better. Yeah. Wow. What a deep quarterback room we have. <laughs> I, do. I, wonder, I wonder what Nathan Peterman's dad is. Well, he's probably Jay Peterman. Jay Peterman, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So he's, he's busy uh, writing his catalog. Right. Oh, that is something. Well, you brought up uh, your last week you were talking about your – preseason hot takes one of my hottest takes was that Bajan would start four, four games, games. Right? Yeah, and win three <laughs> but it looks like he's yeah gonna, that looks like he's gonna start one and we'll see what happens that uh under prediction on fields rushing yards that you made is looking pretty good now yeah. Bruce, Terry. that's that one's looking good yeah for sure i still think he can throw for four thousand yards when he comes back <laughs> in like 13 or whatever it is <laughs> who will be back first justin fields or aaron Rodgers? Do you guys see Aaron mm. Rodgers playing catch on the field? Huh? No, well, how about this one? Good for him. What What will happen first? Will Justin Fields return, or will there be a Speaker of the House? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Why don't they just make Justin Speaker of the House? He's not busy for a month. See that? There we go. Who wouldn't vote for him? Seems like a hell of a kid. I would do that. That would work. Hmm. Meets all the requirements. Well, it was a tremendous, tremendous step forward as usual for the Bears last week. Yep. The, the thing about it, you know, he hadn't played really, he hadn't played well. But if he doesn't get hurt, I, they were, I think they were going to win. I it felt like it. Yeah, it felt like it. Kept it close. He had the uh, the classic Bob Thomas score of twelve six at halftime. I mean, they were keeping it close. <laughs> the clutch. Blocked extra point by Tyreek Stevenson. Yeah, that was important. That we wanted uh, the people casually like looking at scores to go. Jesus, it's just all field goals in Chicago. So it still looked like it even even after the touchdown. Yeah. You know the Bears defense actually played well, like legitimately well. They and for the third week in a row, they the 
the Bears outgained their opponent, and they've won one of the games. <laughs> nice job. Um, yeah. So I got to, I answered a question for John Greenberg that he asked on on uh, on Twitter. It was after the game. They were asking they were asking the Fluce about uh, the T.J. Edwards uh, fumble recovery that was ruled a recovery on the field and then overturned on replay. And the Fluce kind of casually said, "Well, you know, when you play in these games, meaning when it's two crap teams, you don't right. get as many cameras." <laughs> and people are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Right. But I was like, "No, I know that's true." And so I looked it up. Yeah. And like for the a, for the Fox A team, there are 24 cameras at games. For a um, Brandon Gauden, Robert Smith special, yeah. there's only two. <laughs> Each of those guys have a hold their iPhone up. No, there's, there's 16. Now that's still a lot of cameras, but there are angles that you just don't get, and one of them apparently is shot right down because there was there there was no like clear cut angle about where his foot was whether it was hit but also shouldn't that have meant that they didn't shouldn't have overturned it nothing well, showed I thought him it be out of bounds so i thought it was not reviewed and overturned i thought it was a situation where the refs called it and then they got together and had a conference no they reviewed it they reviewed it for two things that's why it took forever the first thing was hysterical they had to review whether or not kirk threw it backwards kirk basically like just threw it up over his head like a little kid trying to make a basket at the other right, basket. Right. And so they said they reviewed that. Then they said that is a backwards pass. But they the call was overturned. They actually went to replay. It wasn't just like, hey, was he in or they out? Did. I don't understand how they did that. Yeah. Because... No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. And I even wrote, this is where Major League Baseball at least puts the nice the bullshit in about, well, you know, New York has angles that the broadcast may not have. <laughs> Which is not true. Even though we never get it's to see It's just a them. way to cover their ass if, if people are like, what the fuck was that? Like, well, no, there's, way, another, you... there's a secret angle. And you don't, you, you don't see that. But we, oh, you, would, you wouldn't believe this angle. It's amazing. We can see everything. Yeah. Did you see that NFL war room, by the way? Yeah. They, they, it looks, and what that was my setup terrible. Is, my setup is nicer than that. For On game yeah. day now, I've got, I not only have the two TVs, but I have the projector, so I pull the screen down on the side, and I throw a game up there, the bear game in the middle, which, honestly, I should relegate to, like, my phone, and then uh, Red Zone on the second TV. I got yeah. as many monitors going as New York does. It's going to be, like, 50 huge TVs, like, you know, tons of guys. It's, like, three guys eating donuts, watching this, you know, bizarre setup. <laughs> this is this is this is your command center for this multi-billion dollar industry i'll give raj my number if they wanted to start calling me instead you could do it yeah, yeah. let's call andy see that'd, be that'd be great gene sterator will be like we're going to andy dolan and uh the replay uh on, yeah, and, on chelsea uh, hey, even dean blandino thought the bear should have kept the ball yeah well you don't i like yes. Dino. you don't you don't like dean it seems um I think I'm not as quite. I don't know if you guys listen to Jimmy Trainus podcast. Jimmy claims that all the the refs are. I used his word. They're just stooges. They're just there to like cover for their old buddies. Um, <clears throat> Mike Pereira, I think, is the gold standard, but he's out for the season with a back injury. Do right. you know that he's he had to have major back surgery, so he's he will be. He claims he'll be back next year, but he took he the year off. He can't watch. He can't watch TV. 
<laughs> okay. Well, they should just set it up so he just does it from his house. Yeah. It would actually yeah, be kind of cool. Show like, him on his couch watching the game. He famously drinks Tito. He plugs Tito's vodka every time he's on any shows. So he's just showing him with a glass of Tito's, just like pointing at his TV. And they should. They should. I, I guarantee you, his home setup is better than whatever the hell sure the NFL has on Chelsea Pier. So yeah. Um. Yeah, Dean's all right. Sterator, yeah. I still. It's too many. Too many bad. I've, too many bad Big Ten basketball calls over the years. Yeah, I, 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 I feel that. I could feel. I could feel you're there. Yeah. And his brother was a is, was a Big Ten ref too, right? I'm pretty sure there were two Sterators. Were they? Oh, I don't know. I think so. Really? I might have made that. I up. could ask. Somebody. Okay. I may have. I may have. Well, yeah, Dino was. D, Dino was also like, yeah, this, this should not be yep. changed. Well, what's happening here? He was like, yeah, it's T.J. Edwards, guys. Of course, he's in bounds. He's, a, he's an athletic marvel. Him and Jack Sanborn uh, went to Wisconsin. They're yeah. known for the great athletes up there. His brother was an NFL ref, Tony Sterrett. Ah, see, I knew, I knew there were multiple Sterrett. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, but I had the wrong, I had the wrong half of his career. It just shows anybody. It's just refereeing. It's not what you know. It's who you know. It's all connections. <laughs> I, I always, I always love to when. Uh, like listening to like the pregame that Joniak and Thayer do if I happen to be in my car like you know an hour before the game or whatnot and they like for every referee they always give their off-season job and the majority of them they're all lawyers yes <laughs> yeah it's you had to have <clears throat> you had to have a a job that you could basically you kind of had to be your own boss right yeah. So, because you can't mm-hmm. tell your boss, yeah. All right, I'll get to that. I've got, um, I got a bunch of referee shit I got to do this week. I got a bunch of, I got forms to fill out. I got all, I got all that kind of stuff. Right. So yeah, it made sense that these guys would be, you know, uh, a little well. It's ridiculous. I guess. Well, it's ridiculous yeah. that they. It's ridiculous that they have off-season jobs. Yeah. They should just be NFL officials. Period. Off-season. Right. You're studying. You're working on. Yeah. You know. You're looking at film. You're whatever. That should be that's be their craft. The argument period. is, what are they going to do the rest of the time? Well, Please. they're not very good at this, so that yeah, that's they can what get they better should at, be doing. Yes, that's what they could do. They could get better at what they're supposed to be doing because right now they ain't too good. Because honestly, just that play deserved. Kirk deserved to lose the ball for that. We should, yeah, should, can't reward, yes, can't reward him. Definitely. And then it only ended up. It was only like second and 15 or something after all that it i thought he like threw the ball back like 30 yards but i guess he did yeah <sighs> and how about speaking of terrible officiating once again justin fields gets hit in the head yep. no call nope. no Nothing. call at all nobody and our, our the crack announcing team nobody mentions anything it's no that's cool just hit him in the head that's fine Nothing. Um, and it was only inside the five-yard line, too. Yeah. So, that, you know, not important. doesn't matter. Yeah, Robert Smith, um, I mean, we retired early to avoid further injuries, but man, took a few blows to the head. Yeah. Clearly. Didn't he say at some point he just doesn't like football that much? <laughs> I don't even like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... So there's uh, like, it's a perfect segue to a very interesting anecdote. 
So there's this bread store in town that my wife makes me when I'm out running my errands on Saturday. I know now I just have to swing by and pick up some bread. It's, there's, <laughs> it's this, uh, uh, I'll give a plug. It's for Great Harvest Bread Company in Rockford. And um, okay. I always get the, on, they only have certain breads on certain days, but on Saturday they always have um, the, um, what is it? I order it. The ultimate cinnamon or whatever. It is good. That's a big seller. So I go in there and I always get, she only needs one loaf, so I just get one loaf. And then they always ask, they have like, they have samples out. And they always, would you like some bread? I always say no. Like, no, it's okay. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need any. And I just, at one of these days, I'm just going to go, I don't need this shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just feel bad. I've said that in my head at least a, a hundred times. I don't need this shit. And don't give me any of this. But it's enough now that they basically like, they're all they're doing is confirming now. They, they're not asking. Right. Any, okay. Anymore. They know all oh, this dude. He wants. Right. One. And they know one loaf of cinnamon bread. That's all he's gonna get. And they know the one time they don't ask, you're gonna yep. want it, and then get offended, and yep. it's gonna be. You no, know, and I am. I'm gonna be huffy. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, you don't partake even in the cinnamon bread you bring home. Sometimes you don't they have it, any yeah. of that. Yeah. You will have some of that. It's good. It's a sample. No, I just. Yeah. Um, it's usually like. It's right after I've run, and I got cleaned up, and I'm going to go out and do stuff. And the last thing I want is like a big hunk of bread to eat. So I'm just turning it down. But yeah. uh, they ask every time, and I don't. One of these days, I'm just I don't need this shit. You can say, why don't you have a T-shirt made up? Says, I no, I don't want any yeah, bread. Give me, I don't want any fucking bread except for the stuff I'm buying. <laughs> so we've had Moose Johnson has had some memorable. Uh, botch names in games, but I think Robert Smith had one of my all-time favorites. So Ooh, the um, the Vikings have a defensive player named Josh Metellus. Did you hear him at one point say that the tackle that was a nice play by Martellus Bennett? I did hear that. Yeah, <laughs> Martellus Bennett. Oh, that's that's all <laughs> And not only that, it was on. It's like, wait a minute. The, the, that's a, that's a defensive player. <laughs> that's fourteen freak award. And then I, for a minute, I'm like, okay, is it, I'm like, does his brother? Because his brother Michael played defensive tackle. I'm like, is his brother playing for the yeah. Vikings? So I had to look, and I'm like, oh god, I know who it is. And then, um, I think it was when he got his sack. Yeah, Metellus. It's not even Martellus. It's Metellus. But Metellus, right? With the with the player, that's great. Uh, he, so he he almost he only, he was close to saying Marcellus Wallace. Maybe he just watched Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> That's right. Um, the Gimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gimp mask. Okay, so Justin gets hurt, and now it's Tyson Bajan time. What were your initial impressions of Tyson Bajan? Like before the fumble for a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, right. was coming. It's like no bear quarterback has ever like come in off the bench and not done something horrific. But I'm just the first right. few plays because I was right. like, oh, yeah. No, he 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 looked he looked he was he was standing in the pocket. Looked like he had a little gunslinger in him. I thought. I thought he yeah. seemed um, unfazed. Yeah, he seemed poised. Like we've seen, this was not uh, Jonathan Quinn. No. <laughs> Standing there going, well, why am I playing? No one told me I'd have to play. They're going yeah. to hit me. 
Yeah, yeah, we know, it, Jonathan. It, That's part of the deal. You've been in the league for like eight years. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. There was definitely confident. Yeah. yeah. And he, then maybe got maybe a little too confident. Maybe a little too confident. <laughs> He's like, this shit's easy. Oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Not usually a, a, a feature associated with Bears quarterbacks, but. And like I wrote, I mean, it's he. So we saw like the, the difference, right? So Justin, early, especially early when the Vikings, Brian Flores, you knew because he does it all the time, especially the Vikings defense is not that great. So he's just going to blitz. This whole thing is we're going to try to confuse you, which doesn't take much to confuse the Bear offense. We're going to confuse you yeah. with blitzes. And Justin was clearly like, you know, when, and I wrote, you know, when it speeds up, he kind of slows down. Like, But he's, right before he got hurt, he seemed to have like, the, the they were picking up the blitzes better. The linemen had stopped blocking each other. We had another one of those where Cody yeah. Whitehair and Jatari Carter literally turned and looked like they were dancing. They were yeah. they were literally like patty kicking each other on the field. It's like guys, we're, we're they're wearing white. Go hit one of them. Um, but Beja comes in and he's you know he's kind of Jay Cutler esque. Kind of oh I can make that throw. Can you? Well, let's find out. <laughs> and so yeah. I thought he recovered from the fumble. Well, they went on a 77-yard touchdown drive to get the ball back, and they're moving it. It's like, holy shit! I think, I think they're actually going to score. At just yeah. about the time you got confident, <laughs> he decided. Um, they're at the 35. There's like a minute 51 left. They've got at least two, maybe all three, of their timeouts. They're in perfect shape, and he decides he's going to throw a 50-yard pass, 35 yards. Yeah. Yeah, now that's that's right out of the yeah. Bears' playbook. We've seen that play before. <laughs> they, they, they were trying to run the pass interference play. On that one. <laughs> it worked once before. Yeah. He's like, just do it again. All right. Uh, so now I'm worried. Like, it's one thing we didn't see in the um, – we saw a lot of quick, short passes in preseason, and that's what we saw when he's moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Do we have a Danny Werfel situation here where mm. – the ball, I mean, it's fine as long as I just don't ask me to throw the ball 30 yards down the field. We'll be fine. I mean, the, the guy did set the, you know, collegiate record. I think he's a little, I think he's got more passing talent. At Shepard. Well, yeah, but still. Yeah. I think he's open that arm there because, yeah. yeah. They clearly the like him. Fight. I mean, hell, they, they, oh, cut, they, they cut Nathan Peterman every week. <laughs> they literally <laughs> wave him every Tuesday. He's like George Costanza. They keep they keep cutting. Them. They, keep they don't even make Nate sign the form anymore. They just have a, he has. They just have a stamp. Nate, well, well, waving you again. They give him a hand stamp. See you so Thursday. Come right back in. Yeah. <laughs> a check. yeah, like from Six Flags, got one of those stamps on his head. Yeah. Well, they, not they, only that, they cut. They cut. Uh, what's his name? They're they're the guy PJ, who was PJ Walker who. Yeah, I was going to say he beat yeah, the Niners, but if you watch the game, P.J. Walker did not beat the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> P.J. seemed to be actively trying to win the game for the Niners, and the Browns' defense was having none of it. They're like, no, 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 we'll, you, we'll get the ball again, P.J. You just stay over there. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we're well, going to get our – We're going to get our Philatice. We're going to get our Philatice and Bajan, I think. Can we call him the Chicken Man? You know, Tyson Chicken. Tyson Chicken. Yeah, not yeah, in honor of Gus Fring. Let's get let's get that yeah. nickname going. The Chicken. Well, maybe uh, Trace McSorley and him can be the. Is there any kind of chicken tie-in we could have a little 
Los Poyos Hermanos. Los Poyos. Yep. Yeah, all right, yeah. They should have uh, Flus coach the game in a wheelchair with a bell. No, that would be great. That I would like. Or maybe Getsy can just, oh. that's how they can signal the plays in. Hector Salamanca. Yeah. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, honestly, the plays the playbook isn't more complicated than that. Just read <laughs> it's two for run. It's two for run, one for pass. We're never going to stop at one. <laughs> um, I thought the watching Dante Foreman. It's kind of like why, why hasn't he been active? We're that loaded at running back that you just don't. Yeah. Because you know, he was clearly, he yeah. was good at Carolina. He played well Sunday. Yeah. You know, and I like Darren Evans just fine. I got really attached to him in the week that he was on the team last year or whatever it was. But they would put Darrington in, and then because he'd been on the team for two days, he would run the wrong way, and Justin would get sacked. It happened at least twice. <laughs> it's like, maybe stick with the guy who's been practicing. Maybe. How about that? <laughs> Maybe he'll. Well, he's not a very good blocker. Well, yeah, but this guy is a non-existent blocker because he's literally right. going the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback doesn't know where he is. How's the defense going to know where he is? <laughs> it's the ultimate. It's a, that's a triple fake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of galaxy brain stuff going on. They ran the. Uh, they ran an end around to Valus Jones where they didn't, they just put him in the backfield and gave him the ball. And it worked. It's like, huh, maybe you don't need to run him all the way across the field before you give him the ball while the entire defense goes 12's in, you know. You know when he comes in, that's what they're going to do. We know it. I would guess a fully scouted NFL team is like, look, 12 is in the game. They always, they're just going to run the end around to him. Let's all go stand over here. (laughs) Well, did you see a thing came out? I guess somebody analyzed the analysis of the coaching staffs today. I saw it, I saw it on on Twitter, and I guess the Bears have by this whatever this metric is the worst coaching staff in the NFL. Wow, real yeah. shocker. Yeah, I can try to find it. There was a guy who was uh, who <laughs> he had this whole tweet about. His theory is just a fan, but his theory was that um, the Bears get the play get the plays in really late, and that's what causes yeah. Justin to have you know uh, basically there's not enough time for him to make adjustments he needs before the plays. So this guy apparently went through and watched all the plays, and then he he wrote down like how many seconds were left on the play clock when they broke the huddle. Yeah, and there was like no discernible pattern at all. It was like, sometimes it was 14 seconds, sometimes it was 8, sometimes it was 3, sometimes it was 14, sometimes it was 12, and he just puts it out there like, look at this! It's like, <laughs> look at what? It's, you yeah. You have to like, you. it's not enough to just like think of something and then just like slap the data out. The idea is you're supposed to look at it and go, this is why I think they're doing this. This was just random numbers on the screen. Right, like, okay. right, right, right. Okay, so real quick, so this guy is Steve Patton, Play caller rankings. The Lions and 49ers are arguably the, the two best teams in the NFC um, and are led by impressive coaching staffs. So the, he's got the Lions and Niners as one and two. And down at the very bottom, 
uh, your Chicago Bears at 32 and Tennessee Titans at uh, 31. But the Titans, Mike, really? I've always really liked Mike Vrabel. It, I guess it has to do with play calling specifically, but by extension, I guess they, that's coaching staff's quarter. Yeah, metric. but I don't know if this, this, this is, you know, whatever, but yeah, I mean, I would think it would be, so do the plays work? Well, the teams with the, fewest, our, our, the teams with the fewest yards probably have the fewest plays that worked, which means they would be. The yeah. Our, ours, yeah. Clearly it meets the eye test. Let's say that. Cause clearly our, yeah, plays, I mean, you wouldn't, like, you're not going <laughs> to, Bears plays do not work. Yeah, you would not. You would not argue if this guy said, "I have a quantify. I have a form that shows the Bears have the worst coaching staff." You are not going to like immediately start you know, interrogating him as to where he came up. But I'd be like, "Well, yeah. I mean, watch the games. It does seem that way." Yeah, it does. That definitely. I'm glad you have the proof to back it up because we've been watching it. Um, it's kind of like uh, Eno Harris was on one of the Athletics Baseball podcasts. He was talking about defensive metrics and how. Nobody has a good one yet in baseball. Like, right. he gave an example. So, uh, Robert Acuna, there are people who, Ronald Acuna, or Robert, his brother, um, <laughs> there are people who think he's a good outfielder and people who think he's a terrible outfielder. And, like, if, and if you, he goes, and if you want to look at the metrics, you could be right both ways. It's <laughs> like one of the defensive ones has him as the sixth best outfielder, the other one has him as the 36th best outfielder. And I, you know who, who you know who I thought of immediately when I heard that was your Gold Glove left fielder. No, Ian. No, oh. even better. Our, the, your your Gold Glove third third yes. baseman, Nick oh, Madrigal. Nick Madrigal, the, <laughs> the most defensive runs. It's like Jesus. Well, watch the games, right? If the ball is hit right to him, he makes the play. If it's not, he doesn't. Don't sit yeah. there and tell me that he's saving all these fucking runs. Just I don't want to hear. So. Yeah. But I'm going to come up with a metric just like that, just like the play caller guy. Yeah, why not? I'll be like, did you know that Nick Madrigal finished 1,000th in this ranking of the top 25 third baseman? He still finished. (laughs) He was so bad, he finished 1,000th. If you want to see my math, I've got it over here. I'll try to – let's see. Oh, I lost it. I don't know. Well, I'll find it later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get Steve Kornacki on the phone to analyze it all. I heard a funny story about Kornacki. There was something he didn't... Oh, he didn't know who Taylor Swift was. Really? Okay. Until, like, the... He knows her now from the football thing. (laughs) And people were like, Steve, really? I mean, you seem a little odd, but come on, right? I mean, are you spending that much time getting the same two pairs of khakis pressed? Right. you've never heard of Taylor Swift? I mean, it's impossible to, like... How can you avoid her in America? Yeah, you can't. No. I don't. I don't buy it. No, it does. I agree. Um, Bears got two more sacks on the road to forty. Before on their way to forty with a bullet. Woo. <laughs> <sighs> that, that confounds me. I think more than anything is how they don't even accidentally get a pass rush. Yeah, like it's you just sit there and watch, and you're like, just somebody get within like three feet of the quarterback once. How is it, how is it possible? I don't know. When you watch the it's Bears' remarkable. offensive line block, it seems impossible to ever block anybody. Like the yeah. game is set up for yep. you to not be able to block somebody. The Bears' defense proves that wrong every Sunday. 
I just don't get it. Um, did you notice that uh, Brandon Godden, who we know from uh, all of his fine Big Ten football and basketball work, mm-hmm. starting to look a lot like Count Chocula? You know, I hadn't. Uh, I, I will admit that thought did, did not cross my mind. When they but... went to them late in the game, <laughs> they, did the, it? they did the booth shot, and yeah. he's now like combing the hair straight back. Okay. He's starting to. It's it's receding, and he was full like if his if he put the collar up. Hmm. It's he's gone full count chocula. Not the count. I want to be clear. You don't mean the count from Sesame Street. You mean? Oh well, yeah, that would also count. work. But count chocula okay. is the like severe. Doesn't he have the severe <laughs> widow's peak too? Yeah, like Nixon. Yeah, maybe that's what he's going for. <laughs> he's like, going I don't, really guys, I'm not trying to look like Count Chocula. I'm trying to look like former President Richard Nixon. <laughs> How's it working? See it. It's great. Yeah. I think my, um, I think the best stat line of the day. Mm-hmm. Was and Kerry Blassingham got hurt, right? They come back. We don't know these things from you know they gets carted off and, and Count Chocolate doesn't even mention whether he came back in the game. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. His his entire day, uh, one reception for one yard. Okay, good job. There you go. That's uh, that's getting it done. Right. So what was his yards per carry average? Uh, carry the one. <laughs> to get the slide rule out. Hmm. Thing, think just one. Hmm. One target, too. That was it. Yeah, he made the most of it. <laughs> um. So, are we confident now? You know, not. I'm, I'm, I know the Raiders have an entire week to prep, prepare for Tyson Bajan, but right, right. Getsy also an entire week. To wow. just to game plan around clearly their preferred quarterback, right? Even run, run it the way we've been dreaming about. Um, do we think so? I think I know the answer to this. They come out against the Raiders. Is this a we're going to run the ball to take the pressure off the rookie undrafted quarterback, or is it going to be bombs away? Do we know our our Herbert and uh, Johnson going to be back for this game? Uh, Herbert is on IR, so he's out for the next three weeks. Johnson could be. He's in concussion protocol. It's still in concussion protocol, yeah. Concussion protocol is, I think, my third favorite Mission Impossible movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the evidence would suggest that that the less time Luke Getzey has to prepare for a game, the better, better. he does. Yep. Look at the Thursday night game. I don't even, if I was Eberflus, I was, Luke, see you Friday. <laughs> That's don't worry right. about it. <laughs> Roll out of bed about 11. Fr- come on in on Friday. Give us one good day at work. We'll have a walkthrough on Saturday, and we'll be yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. You do as urgent and spry as possible, Luke. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, this – feels like it will be a heavy run game for me just because, I mean, the Raiders' defense does look to be pretty well stacked with Max Crosby, you know, all the expatriates they have. Um, Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is the type of game where you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of Dante Foreman. Yeah, 
I think the I think Luke would like to just start chucking it. I think uh, Max Crosby will um, put an end to that. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, fine. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to run the ball because uh, we've got uh, uh, Larry Borum is being thrown into the stands on every play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of agree because I think Luke will look at it like, see, if the quarterback would do what I ask him to do, it's not my fault. You know, this guy can do it. He can do what I'm asking him to do. So, yeah, I think he'll end up – I would agree. Go, they'll go out chucking. Yep. It'll probably be a disaster. And then Max will kill Tyson and we'll get to see Trace McSorley. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then they'll, the start, then they'll just start handing it off again. It's like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, then at that point they hand off, right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah no, I think the impulse will be that uh, – we got a guy who, you know, makes quick decisions and likes to get the ball out. I will yep. say the one, I think it was, it wasn't his first pass. But for the first time all year, and I hate this play, but it was the first time they ran it right, was one of their many wide receiver screens. But whenever they would run it to the left, that's a play you see other teams do it, where the quarterback almost, as he catches the shotgun snap, he's almost started his motion. And it's like one mm-hmm. to kind of sling right. it. And Justin yeah. always catches it, turns, takes a step, and throws it. And then, the, by then, no one has blocked for the for DJ Moore, and he's you know, he's Destroyed. in yeah. he's in spleen concussion syndrome or protocol. <laughs> and um, right. like, Beijing caught it, and it was all one fluid motion. It looked great, and it didn't gain any yards because the play's terrible. But it was like, <laughs> see, now that's what that's supposed. Yeah, you can almost see gets the that's what that's supposed to look like. Is it supposed to work? Um, no, that's pretty much what happens. <laughs> so, but didn't is, it look good? It did. It looked great. <laughs> is that the play they're running on every erratic snap from Cody Whitehair? No, we didn't yeah. talk about that. It's like, so Beijing gets off to a re- decent start. And then Cody, it's time to sabotage a little rookie hazing. Maybe I'll snap this one over your head. Maybe I'll snap this one at your toes. Yeah. So the point where they, after that series, they just said, all right, fine. Cody, go. No. Patrick's going to come in. He can make the bad snaps for a while. And he did. Yeah. How is it the Bears have two centers that have the yips? <laughs> well, that was the thing with Cody, right? That's how he lost his center job in the first place. Yeah. Because he couldn't yeah. reliably snap it. And I, when they moved him back there, I thought, uh, do they think they, like, taught him how to snap? No. They didn't. <laughs> and the thing about Cody is it's like he's like a uh, – He's like Carlos Marmol, right? Yeah. Like when it comes to bring Marmol in, you could tell after like two pitches if it was good Carlos and he was going to strike everybody out or if it was bad Carlos and the catcher was going to spend most of the inning with his back to him running to the backstop. <laughs> yeah. It comes out of nowhere with Cody. Like he'll be fine. Like, you know, 20 snaps in a row that are fine. And then one entire series, it's like way to the right, way to the left. It's almost like one bad yeah. snap and he's just – Toast. He's like, oh no, what? Do, I forgot how to do this. What do I do? Was he a big fan of Steve Sachs or something as a, as a kid, or <laughs> yeah, the, or Matt Garza taking Chuck Knobloch? That's right. yeah. This is like hitting a bunning at Matt Garza. It's the Cody Whitehair experience. Yeah. Can you? Do you guys know? Can you still do the thing like in flag football? Can they just line up where he just like stands to the side of the ball? And he just yeah, kind of, not, not through his throw. legs. He just like he just kind of right. like underhand throws it back to him. Maybe try that. Yeah, do like a pitch. I don't. Know. Did they ever? I don't think that was that outlawed. I don't think so. Why not? Let's try that. 
You know who would know would be uh, Bill Belichick. The you um, would know. Patriots. Did you see them attempt the um, the onside free kick? I did not. So after that new faded safety, they had to free kick it, and they needed the ball. And um, the only the problem with the onside free kick is that you have to kick the ball in the air. You can't hit it on the ground. So they just they had the kicker, they had the punter like try to kick it as high as he could, and then they all kind of got under it like it was ten guys trying to catch a pop up. <laughs> and the Raiders ended up with the ball. Um, but with Belichick, he's always a guy who's on the watch for um, the uh, the fair catch, then then the subsequent free kick, which just doesn't happen enough because you know there's nothing more thrilling than <laughs> the kicker by himself in the middle of the field. So maybe uh, the Flus is going to have to, the Bears are going to have to start like you know, tinkering at the edge of the rule book. I think. Yeah, they got to try something. Now that he's the defensive coordinator, and the <laughs> head coach, you notice we're getting more of the like when he's when the Flus is deep in thought, <laughs> and they'll catch him doing it on the sidelines. He kind of like looks into the like into the middle distance, up a little bit. He squints, and he like. You could see all of his teeth. Yeah. And you know who he reminds me of every single time I see it? It's one of your favorite scenes from a movie. It's the scene in Stripes where, <laughs> do you know the scene I'm talking about? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> where it's like Ox and those guys, and they're talking about why they joined. And yeah. they're like, you know, there's, there's, um, and the, I don't remember, you know it better than I do, but the guy... Yeah. Uh, it's like, there ain't no there, there ain't no draft no more, son. There was one. That's was every one. time I see the flu. He's making that there was one. Face. He's making that true. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh no, no, we don't, don't, no, we don't need that. Can you coach in a motorcycle one. helmet? Is that illegal? <laughs> we don't, we don't need to see it. Guys, in my car called coming the cruiser. Should have called him the door. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's, we, we've got quite the uh, Titanic battle of head coaches here, don't we, this week? Oh, God, yeah, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I mean, you know, the only difference is that, um, at least uh, as far as we know, uh, the Bears don't want to kill their coach. We know the Raiders. <laughs> Everybody that Josh McDaniels has ever coached, every one of, every one of his players wants to kick his ass at all times. <laughs> Hey, depending on what side you're on, we can thank Josh McDaniels for making Jay Cutler a bear, though. Because remember when he got the Broncos yeah. head coaching job, he yeah. wanted to bring... Go, go ahead. Who did he want to bring? It wasn't Cutler. <laughs> I, I think it was... Uh, was it Matt Castle, the backup that was with yeah, uh, the Patriots right. at the time? I think you're right. Yeah, he knew right away that he did not want Jay. Yeah. And um, thank God Jerry Angelo was there to... To make it happen, goop them up. Did they already have Tebow? How did they get stuck with? T- he doesn't seem like a guy would have drafted Tim Tebow. Mm. Was John Fox the coach at the time when they got Tebow, or was well, Foxy, it still... took, Foxy took over for Tebow was still there? Then they won the Fox won the playoff game with Tebow, right? Yes. Yeah, 
I should know this. We just did this crap on the Broncos, and that was the same as the the Marion Barber the third game. Oh god! Which I forgot half of it. I mean, I I famously remember Marion running out of bounds, and then the Broncos having enough time to go down and and kick the ridiculously long field goal to tie it. I forgot that Marion fumbled in overtime. Mm. Like the Bears are on the fringe of kicking a field goal to win it. And he did like the Ernest Biner at Mile High, where he he's running through the hole, and a guy like reaches out at the last second and like pulls the ball away from him, and the Broncos end up with it, and then they went down and they won. <laughs> Poor Marion, and now he's dead. Yeah, McDaniel's did start that season with the Broncos. It was, then got fired after looks like twelve games. The great Eric Studesville took over for the, <laughs> for the final four game. Another interim coaches. We, I mean, love interim coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice if we can get one here. It would be nice. Yeah. Don't think we're going to. Um, all right. Speaking of, uh, we don't get Count Chocula this week, but uh, you will be shocked to know that uh, Bears Raiders does mm. not rate. Uh, this is a Fox game. This does not rate um, really the, the number one crew. Is this mm. maybe CBS? Ah. Where is God? I'm not confused as to which crew this is. Anyway, I know who the announcers are. Uh, another Big Ten uh, stalwart, Kevin Kugler. Oh. Ah. And the Sanchez, former Bear great, Mark Sanchez. Oh boy. Okay. Did he ever? He never played for the Bears, right? I mean, he played preseason and was on. He was a backup. I don't think he ever played in a game for the Bears. I took a regular season snap. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. He was definitely there. He's got a lot of DNP next to his name. He was a, wasn't he a, um, he was a Mitch Whisperer, right? The, uh, uh, well, if we allow there is such thing as a Mitch Whisperer. 2017, I think he was a, um, he was a bear, but he never played just there to give his brilliance what a a quarterback room right that would have been mitch and chase daniel and mark sanchez what an embarrassment of riches almost andy dalton there at the same time or no that was later that was later okay well what's the worst or no um mike uh what's his name the guy that used to be with tampa glennon mike glennon mike glennon he was there at that time So what's the worst quarterback room then? That one or Tyson Bajid, Jay Peterman, or and um, I, Trace McSorley? One, I guarantee you, it's been. I guarantee it's been worse. Um, <laughs> well, okay. I'm sure at some point, right? The Bears had to have. Did these? Did these three ever cross paths? Did we ever have a quarterback room of uh, PT Willis, PT Will Willis. Fuhrer, <laughs> yeah, and maybe I don't know. I feel like Cordell is overqualified. Certainly wasn't good. I don't know. Would, but at least, was there ever any overlap with Jonathan Quinn and Cade McNown or Shane Matthews? Cade would bring any room down just by his own presence. Just a pain in the ass. Mm. Um, yeah, this current one, though, you know, it may well, rival. Like, but, I mean, Justin's still in it. Well, okay. If we, if we, fair enough. But if just, if we. But I mean, I think the Bears can top. He, I mean, as bad as this is, IR. I think the yeah. Bears, I think the Bears could top it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about if we take Justin out of the room due to his injury. 
Agent Peterman McSorley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to get Tyson is clearly the most, even in the NFL, the most accomplished of the three. I was going to say, clear, yeah, right. <laughs> and he's only he's only played two quarters. <laughs> most accomplished in college and the NFL. He's like, hey, Peterman, I I played a, I played two quarters and I didn't throw four interceptions. Yeah, you did. Uh, you did. Remember when you did? Huh? <laughs> Do you want to tell us about your first game? That was a doozy, wasn't it? Yeah. McSorley's over there going, huh? <laughs> it's like, I went to Penn State. That just deserves a deep dive. We're going to have to look at uh, illustrious, yeah, there you go. illustrious oh. Bear quarterback rooms. Um. I will tease. We, we haven't recorded it yet, but we're uh, we're setting it up. Uh, the next room for this crap, because we don't have to do a Raiders one because um, we we already done the Raiders. Chargers? Uh, no, we're do, we're going back to baseball in the arm. We do have to do the Chargers. <clears throat> uh, it's going to be called "Remember This Collapse." Oh! And we are going to com- we are going to compare and oh, contrast no. the 2023 Cubs with the '69 Cubs. And the '84 Cubs, and the '01 Cubs, and the '03 Cubs, and the '04 oh boy. Cubs. So people have that to look forward to. And we're bringing, and we're, bringing a, we're bringing a special guest in to help us talk about the '69 Cubs. We needed someone old enough. Who, who can? I uh, think I know who this is. Our same expert we brought in for the '77 Cubs. Our, our friend Frank. Oh, hey, Frank. Yeah. Hey now. No, that's Hank. Hey now. Uh, Frank. Yeah. Use hey now in a set. <laughs> well, no, no. Uh, hey, I used to, I've said hey, hey, and then at times I've said no, and I just, I just, I just put the two together. <laughs> well, okay, you say, and here my sidekick Hank, and here's my sidekick Hank. Hey now, <laughs> Hank. That's that's a sentence. <laughs> uh, we'll just do we'll just do Larry Sanders bits. That would be fine. That'd be fine. I, I need to rewatch them all. Oh, we, so um, I mean, we talk about this next week, but uh, now you're planning on going to? Are you still planning on going to Chargers? Uh, well, um, it's a Sunday we'll night see. game, but it's, it, Sunday night it's game. probably it's a it's a Sunday night game, right? Not a Monday night game. Sunday night game, yeah. Yeah. So probably five it's, o'clock. It's trending to be a Sunday afternoon game. Ah, there was a talk that that game. Yeah, will, might get that flexed game out. will get flexed to the. Uh, 325 central time start. Well, that would be, of, that would make it more attractive to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I'm all for hiding them. I mean, I, they want to play that game at, uh, you know, six in the morning. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, play up. at six in the morning. Are, are they in London? No. <laughs> We're just going to put them in the London time slot. And I want a Toy Story one then. Please. Yeah. I don't want to have to watch the real one. I want the time. I want a Toy Story version. All right. Call up Booger. Have him get the Booger mobile down to the studio. <laughs> hey, it's Hollywood. We can make anything happen. Um, do you guys know who was favored in Bears Raiders? I already looked. Oh, it got to be the Raiders. Yep. Well, okay. I mean, it's. Uh, well, you should be intrigued about this quarterback matchup, though. It is Tyson yeah. Beijing as oh, yes. O'Connell. Oh, yes, absolutely. My guy. Because, AOC. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's more Purdue injuries. Alum? I, I would really like to be Jimmy Garoppolo for a lot of reasons. 
I mean, he's very handsome. Yeah. He gets paid a lot of money. He yeah. never but plays. Stop right there. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. When he you does know. play, the rest of his team carries him. Yeah. Yes. So, I guess we'll find out. Um, what's a better prep? How many points are they? Uh, is the spread? Uh, it's not as low. Did you, um, what is the spread for Iowa, Minnesota? Is like twenty-seven or something, or twenty-five? The sickos, uh, the sicko committee, is very excited about it. This one very low for an NFL game, but higher than mm-hmm. that, thirty-seven and a half. Oh, the over/under. Okay. The over/under. What? Yeah. What? Oh, how points. many points are the, the readers? Three. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the Bears Raiders is 37? 37 and a half. Oh, my God. It's tough to get under 40 in the NFL, but they looked at this one and went, mm, no. Nobody's scoring anything here. Yeah, yeah wow. sorry. I thought you I thought you were talking over-under. Actually, over-under yeah. might as well be three. <laughs> so Very well could what's be. What's the spread? It's three. What's the over-under? Also three. Also, also three. Huh. Intriguing. Okay, I got the Bears by a safety. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, huh? Are we doing? Are we doing our? Is it pick time? Sure, pick time. Like well, that. Okay, I'm gonna go Raiders and over. I was thinking because you said that Tyson's gonna win three of his four starts. I assumed you were going Bears here. Yeah, I just see it. This is the one he loses. To this is the one he loses. He's gonna come out strong, <laughs> firing. Yeah, Raiders and under. This feels like, like I said, I think you'll see a lot of uh, Dante Foreman or Roshan Johnson if he plays Josh Jacobs has been good for the Raiders as well too so you know with them not having their starting cornerback available probably a, be a very run heavy game yeah I'd, I'd like to ruin the graphic but um, I just <laughs> I don't know how you can pick the Bears even the Raiders are not good, no. but still. Yeah. Hey, winners of two in a row, though. Yeah. Albeit against the Patriots and Packers, Packers. But still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a big win there. The Bears could have uh, pulled into a within a half game of the Packers for <laughs> yeah, second true. place. Woo! Wow. It is, uh, it's kind of nice, when well, I kind of, it's very nice to see that uh, after a couple of weeks of, hey, the Packers have done it again, that the league went, nah, I think we figured it out. Yeah. That's been fun. Welcome to reality. That's... Oh, the the Aaron Rodgers thing. So, uh, the oh, yeah. Fox had him on the, showed him on the field. It was CBS. It was CBS. Doesn't matter. Whatever network was televising it, he was playing catch on the field before the game. Okay. And they're like, oh, look at the progress he's making. It's like he's standing there throwing a football. He's not. Now, if he was running routes, I'd have been yeah. like, holy shit. He's literally just standing there, like barely putting any because he doesn't have to because he's he's barely putting any weight on the right foot. He's just like right. mm-hmm. just winging it around. It's like, you know, this, yeah. this whole thought that he's somehow going to, uh, you know. His ivermectin is going to kick in, and he's just going to 
going to defy medical science. It's like, I got news for you. It's, it doesn't work that way. And then he'll win the debate against Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did like the fact, I'm sure, I don't know that Travis thought of this on his own, but, you know, he's when uh, Aaron called him Mr. Pfizer, and Travis is like, um, doesn't the, don't the Johnsons from Johnson & Johnson own your team? Own your, oh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, who, who, you know, knock it off. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like, come debate me. Well, dipshit, A, I'm playing for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm Part busy. <laughs> Trying to win a Super Bowl. Right. And, I'm, and I'm dating Taylor yeah. Swift. Right. So, Yeah, I got more important my... things in my life than to yeah. about vaccines. Yeah, I don't want to sit in a room with your smelly ass talking about your, you know, your he's, theories. He's just the worst. <laughs> Uh. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. We'll. Uh, All right. Thank you. Can't wait to to recap um, the uh, Tyson Bajant's, uh star turn. You know, turn right. The league will be like, "Holy shit!" Bears, next have, Bears have done it again. Next week's pod will all be about a quarterback controversy yep. in Chicago. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, all right, thank you. Many of us have herpes. 